podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everyone, this is the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Kara McCarran, and this is episode 94. So the title is You Can't Be Scared Anymore. And I'm before I go into that, I want to say I just recorded the best probably 10 minutes of what I've what I wanted to share, and I realized I hadn't hit record. So if there's any of you that have a podcast and who have done that same thing, um, you feel me right now. So I'm just having a sip of my coffee to get rid of the energy I have right now because I'm a little annoyed with myself. Anyway, so I was talking about um, not being scared anymore. So I'm going to just recap what I was talking about because it was relevant. So when when you're thinking about starting a business and you're thinking of leaving the job, it's a terrifying place to be. It can be, right? Like there are a lot of people who, you know, who talk about entrepreneurship or they want to start a business, but you know, and most, this is most people, most people are like, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm scared. Um, what if I don't make money? What if I don't get clients? What if I don't get customers? All the thing. And I understand that feeling. So when I, you know, I had my first business in, um, Winnipeg, it was freedom event planners. I didn't know anything at the time. I didn't even know enough to be scared to do it yet because I hadn't really made any money. You know, I'd work minimum wage jobs. So anything really like I hadn't had that full, um, appreciation of having, you know, a a combined income with somebody and I didn't have a car yet. Like, you know, it wasn't, I actually did have a car at that time, but I didn't have the, the lifestyle, let's say that I have now where now I would definitely notice if I had to, if I didn't make any money still wouldn't bother me. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not even scared of being poor. I've been poor. So like bring it to me that, that that's none of like, take all of the things away. That doesn't freak me out. It, it would be a nuisance and it would be annoying, but it also might be kind of interesting to start off from scratch. That doesn't worry me at all. But so even in my younger days, I had no concept of like what that looked like. So I went in balls to the wall, no fear, just started businesses on the whim. But when we were about to launch the content company, which was in 2014, so it's our seventh year this year, which is amazing. And we are profitable. And, you know, could I, could the numbers be better? One million percent, they could be better. They were really strong um, a couple of years ago and things have sort of, you know, died down a bit. And that's really because of me and not having the love and energy and passion I need to have to build it to, to where it could be. So um, that just another you know, confirmation that if you're not doing what you really love, it gets to be challenging. So anyway, we, you know, my mom had died, my dad had died, Ken's mom and grandmother had passed. So we didn't have any type of, you know, any kind of cushion or any kind of net. Like if we, if we shit the bed, we shit the bed on our own and that was it. And I was working the last job I'll ever have. And it was, it was for a company that rents, um, furniture to events. So the Toronto film festival, you know, all of those parties, like there's different fashion things like in different corporate parties, different festivals. It was really an amazing and really fun job. I loved that job, but I didn't make any fucking money. Like 
I remember doing the math one day, like just sitting down because, so if you rented, if you were my client, so the base was like, I think 30 K plus commission. So I maybe did like, I don't know, 65 or something like that. Not huge numbers because that's just how they paid out. But you know, that's how it was. Um, I did the, the, uh, Giorgio Armani party, um, during the festival and I met one of my closest friends now because of it. He's an incredible, incredible guy. Love him, Byron. If you're listening for some reason, I love you. Um, so I, I did all this stuff. It was really fun, blah, blah, blah. But I sat down and I did the math. Like if you were one of my clients, I would come to every single one of the events so that I would make sure that everything was perfectly set up and that you were happy and there was good communication, um, with the client, et cetera. It was, it was a really important part of it. Obviously, this is how I operate. I want to make sure that you're okay. But I wasn't reimbursed for the time. I wasn't reimbursed for the gas. I wasn't reimbursed for a lot of things. And so I ended up making like $12 a fucking hour, like not even minimum wage, I don't think back then. So I had to make a decision. Ken had been bugging me. And I do mean bugging me like, why don't you just sell, help me sell and da da da. Because he was freelancing, but not much was happening there. So I made this decision. I'd had enough. I, I remember having to negotiate for my my commissions at one point and that really pissed me off because I'm sitting here thinking like I'm busting my ass for you and I'm going to just say it like men still have a problem in a lot of cases when women um, and here's part of it is probably I was in my masculine a lot more than I care to admit but there's still this weird like oh who does she think she is type of like vibe in the office and I was like okay whatever. But like, I'm not about to start negotiating for stuff I've sold, right? And that happened to me in more than one job. That actually happened to me in four of them. Four out of the five jobs that I had that were working for men on commission, I had to negotiate. I took one guy to court because he wouldn't pay up and then he ended up having to pay more than he would have if he had just paid the first time. So I'm, I'm having the same experience where I'm like having to explain myself and like, this is why I deserve this commission, you know, these, these, this was my sale and not that person's sale, whatever the case was, I had to negotiate. And I thought, fuck this. I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. And I had a fit. I, I remember putting my makeup on. Um, we were living in, um, in Ajax still. And I was sitting on the floor, like I would sit on the floor and have my mirror and I'd put my makeup on like that, um, at my night table. And I remember just being like, this is fucked. I'm not doing it anymore. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I had enough. You had this, this job had me up against the wall, even though it was the most fun I'd had in a job environment in my life. I was like, I can't do it. I can't look at myself in the mirror anymore, knowing how good I am at this and knowing how much the clients like me and still make no money, like still not even be able to break even basically. It was outrageous and really actually paying to work for them. Because if you did the math, I wasn't even making like minimum wage, like I said. So we took a deep breath. I wrote my resignation letter and I burned my fucking boats, like Tony says. Right. And what was the plan? We didn't have a safety net of money. We didn't have, um, you know, our credit cards were pretty much maxed out. Like Ken was making, I think three grand a month. And we had to make five to make our bills, to pay for the car, to pay for the house that we were renting, all the things. So when the, you know, the reason Tony says burn your fucking boats, you either take the island. When you burn the boats, you have to either take the island or you die. It's true. Like there's a point where you get to where it's like do or die. 
There's just no more of this wishy-washy bullshit. There was no more of that in me. I was like, I'm going to make this fucking work and that's it. And so what did I do? I did everything I had to, to get clients. What does that mean? I got my ass back on the phones. I did phone sales for ad sales many, many years before that in a big office. There was probably 50 men and like four women, same thing. I was 23. I outsold everyone and they're like, who's this little chippy, blah, blah, blah. But like I cut my teeth there and that's where I learned. So I did that. You know, Ken would give me lists of people to call. He would give me lists of SEO companies to reach out to. And I would, I would call them and I would say, we're going to, we want to do free content for you to test us out. We did whatever we needed to do to get clients. And it worked year one. We made $47,000 in like between the end of summer and the, the end of the year, nothing, but we survived. The next year we made seven figures or six figures rather. The next year it just doubled and doubled every year we did better. But I did whatever I had to do. I was not looking back. I wasn't like, I just, my back was against the wall. I wasn't, I just kept thinking, do you really want to make $12 a fucking hour working for some guy who doesn't give a shit about you, whose business, he's living it up. He's got all the money. And I understand business. I know that it's not, obviously I'm an entrepreneur. It's not all shits and giggles. I get it. We have more of the responsibility, all the things we deserve a bigger piece of the pie for sure. But that doesn't mean you cut out the people who work your, work their asses off for you. And that's what these people kind of did. And I thought every time I'm like, fuck this. But then there was this moment a couple of years in where I was starting to, I just started to realize I had this conversation with myself where it was like this. Well, Kara, you know, if this doesn't work out, you could always go back to SEO. You could always go back to digital marketing. You could always go work downtown and make, you know, 120, 150 K because now you have so much deeper knowledge on this stuff. You really could do that. And that was my, that was my get out of jail free card for like a few years. And that year, I think we did, I don't know, maybe it was like 236 or something like nothing crazy, but way more than we'd ever seen. That's for sure. And I was still having this narrative of, well, you could always go back and blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't have the pressure and you could work nine to five or whatever and blah, blah, blah. I had all this, this like my boat wasn't really burned is the point. And then one day I said, no. And I made this conscious decision that I was going to now behave as though I had no other options, not even a slight bit of option when it came to um, going back into an agency downtown. Because I really didn't want to do that. If you're from Toronto and you you understand commuting and you understand all of it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't want to have any of it. So it wasn't until probably year two-ish into going into three where I'm in my mind, I said, that's enough. This is no longer an option. You are never going back to a job. So you better fucking get your shit together. And then we doubled our sales that year because I, I got intentional about it. So all this to say that I understand that if you're fearful right now about leaving the thing that you think is secure and PS, it's not secure, right? The craziest part is like, you know, you have to get used to some things. You have to get used to par- parts of self-employment where getting credits not as easy. It doesn't matter how my credit's good. I have a, st- I still have a hard time because people don't understand how do you own a business and blah 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 blah. My numbers are good. How do you? I don't get it. You know, like there's still this weird stigma around it. But like, so what? You know, so that's just something you deal with and something you event you figure out eventually. But like, I know that I know how to make money. And I could get better at knowing how to make money quicker, more efficiently, for sure. And I'm always in coaching and working with coaches to learn more effective techniques. But I know how to make money. 
Like I know I can recognize what somebody needs and I can provide a solution to them. That's not rocket science. That's empathy. That's leadership. That's intuition, all those things. But like, I can't, I can't go and work for somebody else ever again. Like, that's just not how I'm built. But like, you know, if, if you think working for someone is stability, look at 20 fucking 20. Extremely uh, rare situation for sure. But it's still a good optic into what could happen. And people that are self-employed, like our company, our other company, not this one, um, the content company felt a dip for sure. 50%, in fact, we our client base dropped by half. Now, ours is a model where that won't affect our bottom line. What it affects is writers. So the writers didn't get work. We still continue to be okay because we we just have a system where we would we were protected from that. Okay. But there's people like at Walmart, there's people, well, not Walmart, Walmart's doing well, but like, just think of all the other companies that have been impacted and how many people have lost their jobs, especially in the U S you guys have really, it's hit you hard, the unemployment. So this idea that, oh, my job is stable. That's bullshit. Right? Like that's not real. What's stable is if you have a, a skill and you know how to market that skill, there's stability there. If you are open to pivot, like let's, let's look at Tony Robbins for a second, right? Like I swear, I mean, I've been crewing for that guy for probably, I guess I'm in my fourth year of crewing. I'm crewing UPW, um, in March again. So virtually, but like, so I'm around the, I'm around the environment. Right. And I, in March, when I heard he was doing his first virtual event in July, I was like, Secretly, I was like, I don't know how that's going to fucking work. Like, yo, your whole thing is live events. Like, how do you replicate any of that? How is that possible? Well, he did it. He pivoted. And that's the thing. Like, so you think about all the people who have the ability, like Tony, like even me, I pivoted in 2020. I went hard into my coaching practice. People need this right now more than ever because they're stuck, because they're looking, women are looking at their jobs they did for 10 or 15 years and hating the shit out of it. And now they're like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Come to me. I'm here to help you. I will help you figure that out. That's why I went into coaching hard for 2020 and 2021 is going to be even better. But like I had, I have the skill set. I have the mindset where I pivoted. Ken and I never freaked out. Like there were definitely moments, moments where we were like, holy shit, there's another client. They're not getting, because we work with SEO companies. So the SEO company owns the relationship with the plumber, owns the relationship with the landscaper, owns the relationship with the restaurant. We don't. Our client is the SEO company. So if that SEO company was losing their clients because of COVID, guess what? So did we. And there's definitely a point where we're like, holy shit. Like they're dropping like flies. What do we do? Right. But because he and I have been trained in mindset and we've learned from Tony, we've learned from Byron Katie, we've learned from all the the other people that are extraordinary in this area. We didn't freak out. We pivoted. He started a whole new company around vegetarianism. It's amazing. I started to really push my coaching practice and the podcast and the group coaching and the courses because we have the skills to pivot. We didn't panic. We're not scared. We're not going into these situations afraid. We're going into them, looking them head on and saying, okay, this is what's happening. How do we pivot? Or how do we take a next step? Or how do we whatever? Like we're not deer in headlights going, holy fuck COVID. Oh my God, this is the end of our company. We're like, okay, cool. Like how do we fix this? 
you know, and I think even 2021, we're going to create a course for content writers to teach them how to start their own company, their own freelance business. You pivot because maybe there's, you know, five, 6,000 people who've been at jobs they hate making crappy money who are like really writers inside and we could teach them how to do it. And how fucking beautiful is that? Right now they can do something they really, really love because I was able to help them because I didn't panic and he and I could see a way that we didn't have to freak out and close the doors and do something else or go back to a job. That's why you can't be scared anymore because you have control. You know, I'm doing this really big blitz right now to, to fill up my group coaching program. Um, I believe there's probably only seven spots left And I have moments of freaking out myself where I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to fill this group? Even though I know there's tens of thousands of women who need this group, who would benefit from learning about their mindset and business and then launching their business. I know it. I know it because I've done it. I've done all those steps over the last 20 years and I'm condensing it to three months. Right? And I have those moments I'm like, oh, shit. But in this moment... Many of you will be like, I'm too scared. I'm going to go back in the house. I can't be outside. It's too freaky. Many of you are going to say, it's not working. I need to go to get a job. And like, I've been at this launch, not very long, but like if you, you know, collectively look at how long she's the owner and KarenMcCarran.com have been around, it's been going on two years. I could easily say, oh, it's not working. I should go do this. I should go back and full time into the content company and blah, 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 blah. But I'm, if I did that, I'm full of shit. And you know why? Because I haven't pushed a hundred percent until recently. So in like another year, if I haven't filled up my courses, which I will, but let's pretend I don't, maybe then I would be like, well, maybe this isn't the right direction for me. Even though every fiber and fucking cell in my body knows that's not true. But like, let's say if in in another year of me pushing a hundred percent and I'm still not seeing the results, I might question, okay, well, I might first, I would question my tactics. That would be the first thing. The first thing I wouldn't be to give up. It would be like, what am I doing wrong here? Like, where can I improve? But I certainly won't be scared. And that's the, that's the whole point of this podcast. You cannot be scared anymore because fear is going to keep you in the same fucking place you are right now, doing the same shit you hate and not living your best life. And that's a obviously well overdone phrase, but it's the truth. I was driving home today. We went to Whole Foods Market in Toronto and I thought, holy shit, like we're not Like it just, I reaffirmed it in my mind, like God, universe, spirit, infinite intelligence, whoever, whatever speaks to you. We're not here to suffer. Like, why do we think that? We're not. We're here to have a fucking good time and leave a beautiful impact on this world. We're not here to suffer. We're not here to go to jobs we hate. We're not here to do shit we don't love. It's just not how it is. God did not create us to be fucking miserable. Period. Like that's that's it. And so you cannot be scared anymore. You can't be scared to do the thing because the scarier thing is not doing the thing. And then looking back in 20 years or five or whatever and being like, oh my God, I just burned through another five years doing something I hate instead of jumping in to maybe get my ass kicked, but holy shit, it's so much more fun. Like, 
there are problems to solve, people. There are so many problems to solve. There are so many problems to solve internally. And I think that's the biggest thing is that 2020, everyone got woke, quote unquote. You all got woke. We woke up. We woke up to how, how unhappy we were doing the things we were doing and the way we were doing them. So many people woke up and thought, holy shit, is this my life? Because we are forced to pause. We are forced to reset. And we're still in that reset. I mean, in Toronto, we're still on fucking lockdown. But like, if you stop and you think, oh my God, thank God. Like, how many people do you think are sitting there praying that the shit doesn't open back up so they don't have to go back to their crappy jobs they totally hate? How many? Probably thousands, millions. That's not what life is supposed to be like. And the sooner you get that, the sooner you buy into that, the better off you will be. If it makes you happy to go and sell fucking empanadas on the street in California in a food truck, go fucking do that. People, there's, there are problems that need solving. And it's, it's selfish even. You want to even go that far. It's selfish to hold on to that. You can't be scared anymore. I'm not. I know so many ways to make money, so many fun ways, especially now. Like the, the amount of knowledge that Ken and I together have on digital marketing and affiliate marketing is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like even though, you know, there's, there's tons of competition, all this. I've said it to you guys a thousand times, right? Like there's only one Kara. There's only one me. There's only one way that I will coach you. That's the same as me. And that's me, right? There's nobody else that's going to do it the way I'm, and there's no one else that's going to do it the way that you're going to do it. But don't be scared. Understand that you have absolute control over how this goes. You have control. You don't, you may not have control of your customers. You may not have control of the clients, but you have control over how you pivot and how you create situations where you're going to bring in more. Nobody else has that control over you. So that is it for, for today. I went a bit longer than I want to. I I like to try to keep them around 20 minutes. So I hope you have an amazing um, day and uh, we are, this is, you know, I said 30 and 30 and I'm clipping along. This is exciting to me because it's keeping me um, fresh too. Like I want to make sure you guys are getting value. So it's keeping me on my toes, which I love. So I hope you have an incredible day and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Love you all. Bye.